Welcome to Confessions of a CEO. This is the show where I'll be taking you behind the laptops and lives of some of the best and brightest female minds in the online business game. The frank, funny, and inspiring chats that we have behind closed doors are about to be revealed. This is the secret sauce that you need to hear that's going to help you and blow your mind at the same time. No fluff, just all of the honest good stuff. I'm your host, Mel Moore. I'm a CEO, embodiment, and business coach for female online entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder of a boutique, virtual assistant agency. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode is sponsored by my next enrollment of the Profitable Offer Accelerator. This is the group program where you will create your sustainable, specific, and wildly profitable offer in 12 short weeks. So you can go from vanilla VA to sold out service provider. It is designed to give you rock solid confidence and the peace of mind that you can specialize and serve high ticket clients with ease and shed loads of profit. If you're a virtual assistant or online service provider who's been in business for a year or more and you're still doing all the things for all the people and you're stuck at 2k months and wish you were earning double that, then this is for you. We'll package up all your expertise in a way that makes you more money while finally working less. So learning how to profit more peacefully. Not only will you refine your signature specialized offer, but you'll learn how to create the messaging and market it so that it feels comfortable and you'll be attracting ideal clients who can't wait to pay you in just a matter of weeks. The investment is £1,500 for 12 weeks and payment plans are available. Plus, by joining the waitlist now, you'll gain access to exclusive waitlist only bonus includes money off and perks. So jump on the waitlist. The link is in the show notes. Enrollment will begin soon and we will kick off on the 12th of September. Welcome back to Confessions of a CEO. And this is part two with Beth. I just had to have a part two because we really want to talk about so many things. We realized the episode was going to be best split, otherwise too long um, because we could chat forever. So we really dive into today, financial literacy for ourselves and those around us and why we're passionate about it how you can empower yourself to take charge of your money now and take care of it so that it takes care of you in the future, even as a business owner with fluctuating income. We really dish out our favorite podcasts, people, books. Uh, We talk about also, I mean, Beth is an OBM, right? So we talk about the systems that we use that we love and keep our business floating and smooth and efficient and how we use them. So you're going to get recommendations from one of the best OBMs around she also just gives so much juice on how to nurture the gold mine that is word of mouth referrals um so I really hope that you enjoy this and please do connect with Beth and send her some love on Instagram I will leave all of her details in the show notes for you but enjoy part two I want to nerd (laughs) out on things that you love so much so let's talk about the systems that you love let's talk about referrals and how we can maximize those for our business and also investing because it's a big part of let's start with that actually because I know that you and I talk about this quite a bit and I've got a book to read I think that um Girls, Girls That Invest I think yes. you tell me about yeah that's the next on my list to read um so what's it's made so you good. is it oh great can't so wait because <laughs> I'm a massive advocate for women having financial literacy and at the very baseline starting when they come into coaching with me I'm like do you know your numbers and the kind of the nervousness about even looking at our figures and the facts that are you know in and out of our numbers that are in and out of our business is comes with a lot of mindset stuff and that is kind of a just a general financial literacy thing it's like you know your numbers what's coming up in terms of financial objections and money mindset because you know and also the stages that you get to in your business, when you start to earn more money, your brain will kick up all kinds of like, I'm not worth holding this. I can't put my prices up. There's so much about that that I wish I could change 
doing it a human at a time. But what what brought you to kind of what is financial? What is investing for you? Like, what do you do, and why are you passionate about it? So this is an interesting one, actually, because I've always been very, very, very interested in investing in the stock market and understanding it more because I always felt it was way too overcomplicated. I always knew that it wasn't that complicated, but I just didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know, but I did know that I could, it was probably quite simple once I understood it. Uh I've always been really, really interested. And we, we um, have the same pension advisor, don't we? The financial advisor. I love him. I love him so much. The best. (laughs) Happy to recommend him folks. If they just DM me on Instagram, I'll recommend him. (laughs) So, I think it started there, to be honest. I think it actually started with the pension situation. Did it happen when he had the conversation with you and he showed you all about property investments, stocks investments, all of these things? I was fascinated. That set my brain on fire because the the same guy we use for our pension advisor, he actually is a wealth uh, manager. So when we both plan that when we have lots and lots of fun money, we're going to start investing and he will definitely be the man to do it because he even talks to me about my pension every six months and we realign where the investment goes. Like I've just taken like 20% of my pension pot and put it into sustainable and renewable resources because that is in alignment with my values. It's little things like I've learned so much. Yeah, honestly, in that initial call, I think the initial, the, I went into the call because I, I wanted, I had, like everybody else, I had so many pension pots from different jobs. I was like, what What am I going to do with all of these? I don't understand how this all works. People have told me not to move them. <laughs> People have told me not to touch them with a barge pole, just leave it there. <laughs> I was like, no, this is this doesn't make sense in my head. And I like everything to be very simple and streamlined. Surprise. Obviously. <laughs> so I went to him and I was like, I can't deal with all of these. I'm talking like six pots, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So... And I mean, they didn't have loads in them, obviously, because I had different jobs and, you know, moved around and whatever. I was like, I just need a very simple, easy way to manage this. And I need you to tell me how. (laughs) And also because of being self-employed, right, you have to do your own pension because it's the thing that we forget as business owners. We think about savings. We might think about investment. We might think about investing in the business, but we forget about pension, but we rely on ourselves. And so when we get to retiring age, we don't want to forget that part. We have to start now. (laughs) Exactly. And that comes with a whole other mindset learning yeah that comes with a lot of a lot of everything but I think that you're going to him I I just said this is my situation he asked lots of questions about the the business what my plans were who I was what I wanted to do all of these things and then he showed me the graphs which he assumed were going to be really boring (laughs) to most people they are not to us dull to you I was like no no go back (laughs) do you know what and I keep saying this to people is he has this beautiful chart and folks don't hold on with us because it's it sounds boring but it's really good the one thing he said to me is like every five years there will be a kind of a financial crisis or crash the like stock exchange crash um 9-11 and recently the pandemic and he showed me this graph right and if you imagine a little, little line is tracking upwards then it drops massively like a freaking roller coaster nightmare comes back up to the line it was before and then continues to grow it may have another drop five years later but then it comes back up to where it was and continues past it and I think that's a beautiful analogy for what happens in the trajectory of our businesses finances aside because I've had one bad year in four years of business and I expected it and I knew that it I mean like a bad year is not a bad year in my business but it didn't hit forecast and I was like that's just how it goes sometimes and so seeing things like that in his graphs I was like oh I get life now (laughs) (laughs) 
didn't realize it'd have that much effect. He's like, oh, they're going to be so bored by this, whatever. And I was like, no, this is that that kind of restarted my interest in stocks, in investment funds, in all of these different types of things that I didn't fully understand. And I kept asking questions and questions and questions. I'm a, I'm a question asker. I will ask every question there no is. No surprises there. <laughs> what does that mean? Scroll back up. What does that mean? He's like, oh God, okay. You're one of those. So <laughs> we just continue this conversation. And like you said, he does the catch-ups with you to just check in and just show you what's happened and reassure you, I guess, of don't panic because currently yes we could be panicking but don't panic it is it is getting back it is coming coming back and that's fine and that's understanding that mm-hmm. when you have the knowledge you can you can kind of sit back and go okay that's fine yeah. i can deal with this so that definitely kick-started my me wanting to read and absorb and understand a lot more so girls that invest if you do not follow them please do they're incredible okay. and i'm trying to get a job there <laughs> love it I'm putting it out if you if you're listening <laughs> sign me up I will work for you. <laughs> <laughs> they could be a great client. <laughs> I know. What if they have client onboarding systems set up? Hello, Beth. Could you slide on in? <laughs> yeah, that would be the dream. And also the from New Zealand. And that's my favorite place ever. So Amazing. We're in heaven. So getting their book, once you've read it, it will blow your mind. It will actually blow your mind because you'll it it's educating in a way that's it's just simple language, which is again the most the most annoying thing about investing is the overcomplicated. And I think this is also in the online business world. It's very much overcomplicated. There's so many things that could be involved or could be the way we talk about things, maybe. And I'm the same. The way we talk about things, we assume people understand everything. Uh-huh. It's not the case. And it's exactly the same with investing. All of the words, all of the jargon is just so confusing. And it's designed for us for us not to understand it, for it to be a secret. Yeah. yeah. So when you can... Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, you can understand why. And she explains it really well in the book. But she goes into the detail of all the different funds, all the different decisions you could be making, the different accounts you could be having, just so many things. And I I had my pen, my highlighter, and my post-it notes and everything. My book is covered. I love that so much. I love that. I I literally had, I'm going to do a part two. I had uh, Laura Moore on, who's the money mindset expert. And we were chatting about life and stuff. And I was like, we need to do a part two where we can help entrepreneurs you know with financial literacy starting investments saving getting out of debt with like a a volatile up and down income and stuff like that so I'm definitely doing a part two with her because she's incredible listen to her podcast and I think it's mind money soul and it's so incredible when you can break down and simplify things like investing and they don't have to be overcomplicated. You can start stocks and shares ISA today and put 20 quid a month in. At least you've done something now that will compound for the future. But we're, we're nerding. We're nerding hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so much. But I think it is, again, it's just making it easy and the access. It's, it's all there. It's just us piecing it together, understanding yeah. it and understanding the best way for us. We find it, it seems really scary, but it's, like you said, it's 20 quid. It's auto. You could just set it up auto, pay it in, take a look at the things you're investing in and just set it, leave it. Set it and forget it. Set it? Oh, I said it wrong. Set it and forget it. <laughs> yes. Because you start now, yeah. your future looks brighter, right? We have to think about these things. Like, and this is kind of the CEO mindset that I always talk about is it's not just about what you're doing now and the next few months. It's like we, for me at least, this business is a lifetime thing. It's not a right now thing for as long as I love it, which I adore it. I've been here four years. I continue for the rest of my life. It's the best thing I've ever done. I see that longevity in it. So therefore I need to make sure that 
I'm setting it up in a way that makes sense for me. If I'm CEO, like a CEO will have their pension, they will have their bonuses and dividends and investments and all these things and team and think about the long and big picture. And we have to do that. Almost from day one, even think about it. You don't necessarily have to do things before you are ready, but arm yourself with the education and the knowledge to make the decisions that mean you are so much more in control of your business and your finances. And you will be one empowered woman who understands it all so much better and can make clever decisions like it's so much better for you and I think it does it absolutely if you're over if that feels like overwhelming or just too much and you can't deal with it pension is the place to start yeah I think pension is the first point because it's a lot simpler it makes sense we all know we need it so just just dip your toe into pension and then you will all the other things will just yeah will just come to you so I think that's the best place Right. Second up, let's talk nerding out on systems. We know you love Dubsado, but you have a whole tranche of them now because you do systems and strategy. So that must mean that in my brain, you're like a ninja of all the systems, but I'm sure that's not true. And you just have favorites. (laughs) God, oh, this has put me on the spot. There's so many. Um, Okay. So if I were, say me, a coach and I had one-to-one clients and I had group clients, um, or I've but also I have an agency. So, you know, I have VA clients. <laughs> you have a field day. <laughs> so let's do a basic, basic client onboarding. What are the things that you recommend? Off, onboarding and offboarding, right? Because that's such an important process. We, we do the meat and bones in the middle. That's our service. But there's a, there's a client journey. So where do you start and what do you recommend usually? So I dub Sado, absolutely, in the onboarding and offboarding because you're getting that professional consistent level that every client is going to get once you've set it up it seems daunting but it's that it's where you're getting that professional you're getting the scheduler you're getting the reminder emails you're getting the proposal you're getting the contract the invoice it's all taken care of it's so good (laughs) it's a dream I love it I use it yeah it just does it and I think you you use it for your podcast don't you for your guests so all those emails I think I did I notice that they came out from that, that yeah all the reminder emails the follow-up questions the what you need to know look at that all done I said so folks listening I have a I used to have started for three purposes which is brilliant um I should probably need someone to go in there one day and really make it shine but (laughs) in basics I use it for my VA agency clients so that's clients onboarding and offboarding and through the month sending invoices and oh it's been three months send us a testimonial here's a form I use it to onboard and offboard my VAs, my associates in the team. Um, I then use it in coaching. So onboard throughout offboard proposals, feedback stuff in coaching. I've even used it recently to onboard my group program attendees, which is a new thing. And then obviously the other way I use it is podcast. I actually, I have to credit Lucy Lucraft, the podcast with, Mm. with this, because she, she was the one who recommended doing a workflow in Dubsado. And I was like, Oh, easy, right? You fill in a form. I'd send you an email, say, I want you on my podcast. Here's a form to fill in. And it's got all my questions. So I get your bio, your links, your photo, all done. As soon as you filled that out, I will put in your start date if it's done on a different scheduler to Dubsado's one. And then you'll get timely reminders of how to, what's expected of you, like tech set up, how to make it work, when it's, when you're up for it, what are the questions? And then like, here's your episode, here's your graphics. Like, I just need to add some bits to prove the email and send. So like, Dubsado is a fucking genius. (laughs) It's so clever. (laughs) So yeah, I feel like it, like you, yeah, you just, 
so many examples of like, ways that you can use it. And also it adds in, you can add your personality in. It doesn't have to be something that's just chucking out emails or checking out steps or Mm-mm. whatever, because a lot of people are really, really nervous about taking you know, automations and systems and those sort of things. They're really nervous about things being sent randomly or an email that's not worded, you know, it's, it hasn't been changed mm-hmm. or, or all of those dreadful situations. Um, there's just so much personalization and the proposals, since they updated the form builder in Dubsado, the proposals are amazing. They look like web pages. They've yes. gotten so good that you yeah. could just literally host a proposal as a form kind of on your website and that or, or use that as a page like it's it's so clever so clever. yeah it's so so good so I definitely for onboarding and offboarding you'll get for that consistency the professional professionalism and just the automation of that Dubsado is absolutely yeah absolutely key the other tools I would say for kind of communication would be slack because it integrates with so many different platforms there's so many nice little added bits that you can you can do with it you can record you can there's voice note feature which a lot of people don't use actually oh I love that it's got voice note feature now yeah. great so some people their minds are blown from it because I think they use Voxer and then when I when I send a voice note in Slack they're like oh we can do this like, yeah we can do this in Slack it, it can stay in here so good yeah and then you can save your links so they're all in one place and between you and, and your client or whoever you're communicating with you can have team hubs you can send polls if you're doing like a team questionnaire or a team, you know, whatever it is, okay. you can send it me in Slack. There's just so many things and tools and automations in there that are incredible. So absolutely Slack is the one. And what else in terms of like, what would you say in terms of like project workflows and things like that? Because there is a myriad of them from Airtable to Notion to Asana to Trello to all sorts. Which ones, which ones are you nerd out on? So I absolutely love Airtable. I feel like there's I feel like there's so much potential in Airtable that is untouched (laughs) in this case (laughs) for managing group programs and even financial information like your client's lifetime value and having automations and zaps in there it's just visually incredible and I think there's just so much in it there's somebody that does a course on Airtable systems over stress love that Mm -hmm. that's funny Airtable expert and she does a I think she does like a membership and it's a group or a group program that's all about using Airtable for your group program yeah because some of these have got really almost limitless potential now there's like people who turn notion into a complete work of art like lead generation and like workflow and it's beyond my brain capacity I, I I buy templates then use those because I've got two businesses I don't have enough time to look at it all <laughs> this, this is the other important thing is you can get sucked in so quickly into all of these different things that you can build out in ClickUp in Airtable in whatever mm-hmm. but actually it just needs to it needs to work for you it needs to function it needs to be simple mm-hmm. and you need to know what you're doing within it so there's just so many things I think you know I've done a few click up builds for for clients yeah and I do them within retainers not a standalone but I'll do them and then we'll talk about you know the first phase is we're not putting automations in this we need to Mm -hmm. make sure this works first and it the structure's right and you understand how everything moves around and how the form the views work then we will throw in the automations to make that just 
just keep it ticking ticking over and make it work better for you but I think you know we all go in like that's amazing we'll do this oh that will be able to do this and then it becomes this massive beast that is just too much too much yeah it's able click up it's great click up. okay because I was going to say sometimes you're going to come into clients and they what if they have an existing thing and they're like I love Asana are you like do you though Is I will I will question it <laughs> I will say why do you love it <laughs> Is it actually doing what you needed to do? And if they say, yeah, I really, I really do like it. I am checking it daily. It does work for me. Then we stick where, where they are because there's no point shifting it just because I like something better because yeah. it's not going to work. So for instance, my OBM client, I, we talked about ClickUp. She said, I really like Notion. It works for me. The vis- It just all works visually. I understand the structure. I was like, great, we'll stay there. We're not going to move for the sake of it. I'm just going to build what I need to build in Notion. That's interesting, right? Because you have your preference systems, but you also then walking in someone else's system and being like, okay, I'll make the most of it. So there must have been a period where you're like, I have to figure out how to use this system. Because what happens if a client goes, I like Notion, and you're like, I have no idea what that is. What do you do? Yeah, that's an interesting one. So Notion, I I started diving into it last year because I saw a lot, a lot more people using it. Mm. And again, it's about, yeah, like you said, it's about staying ahead of it and just thinking, okay, if I can just create my own account, have a look around, understanding it, figure out what needs, you know, what goes where and how the structure works. Then I'll be, I'll, I'll know what I'm doing basically because the structures do are the same in ClickUp. It, the basis of those systems are the same. There's yeah. going to be lists. There's going to be automations. There's going to be forms. There's going to, you know, all of these things. So it's just me understanding the actual, you know, f- physically what needs to go where and what the, the workings of it are all going to be the same. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, third thing. Let's talk about referrals. Because for the folks who feel the stress and pressure show up on social media, referrals and word of mouth is one of the golden tickets to a new client, right? So how do you just go wild? Talk about it. (laughs) Because I have so many questions. I'm like, you tell me. (laughs) How? Why? (laughs) Why? There is, again, a very overcomplicated way to talk about referrals, deliver a referral program. There's there's so much confusion around affiliates and referrals and all of this yes, stuff. Yes, those are two different things as well, affiliates and referrals. Yes. So referrals are generally people that come from are your clients. They're people inside your business. You've worked with them. They can directly refer you because they've experienced what you offer. Mm-hmm. So that's what a referral is. An affiliate will be more of a, a third-party so it'll be you're going out to the, your audience and you're saying, if you tell someone about this course that I'm launching, you will get X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. So it's not a direct person that's worked with you, but it's someone in your audience. Yeah. So that's the easiest way to describe the difference. Mm-hmm. The way they work in terms of the operational side of it is very is very much the same. It's a referral <clears throat> in exchange for something. So it's yeah, it's very, very similar. And referrals are it's a strategy or you know it's a, it's something that's that lots of business owners are not taking advantage of at all because they don't know they don't know what the first step is they don't know what they need to do yes they need to tell somebody about you know ask your client to, to talk about you and whatever huh. but what can they do to make that a bit more structured and automated and just simple hmm. what would you recommend um, so I always say two things either create a referral booklet or whatever you want to call it in yeah. a pdf in canva it literally just needs to be two, three pages of just a snapshot, your bio, some images that they can maybe download from you, some links to the whatever you're selling, 
information and T's and C's about what you're going to provide them in return, make sure that it's a, there is some T's and C's in there because we don't want that to just uh-huh. roll on. So for example, if you're offering, if they're going to refer you to a coaching client, that coaching client signs up, you're referring a free deep dive session, let's say. Yeah. You don't want them, you want to have a T's and C's in there that says you need to use this within three months, six months, whatever that is, uh-huh. because this could just keep going on for years. Yes. Boundaries, folks. Boundaries. Yes. So you can have someone come to you in three years time saying, remember I referred you? <laughs> yeah. I have things like there's, uh, I have like in a similar boundary vein, like if, um, if someone signs up for an intensive, I will credit the first intensive. Sometimes they'll do two. I, I will, and it's specific, I will credit the cost of the first intensive into their three month one to one coaching. So like a boundary on when you can use it. But again, they have to sign up for coaching within three months of that intensive session. Otherwise, six months down the line, I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. and then we're so nice that we'll be like, okay, fine. Yeah. And then before you know it, you've lost if your intensive is 350 quid, mm-hmm. you've got three people booking an intensive three years time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've just put into a workflow recently because um, I was doing it anyway. And I've just done it with one of my clients. If my one-to-one coaching clients refer me to someone who then signs up with me, I will give my one-to-one coaching client a small monetary gift. And I'm yeah. very specific about this isn't to be credited towards coaching or bills. This is for you to go and enjoy something with. This is a treat on me. So yeah. that's that's something I've just started putting workflows and reminding people. And that worked really well recently. Someone was like, oh, my God, this is the best message ever. So cute. And I was like, here it is in your account. And they were just like, wow. And I was like, but you've, get, you've bought me a business. I appreciate you. And how easy was that for you to do? Like, so easy and it could even be even if you're not in a position that you want to be giving out I don't know you know money or whatever you could be sending a coffee gift card you could be yeah. sending a little gift or whatever it is whatever it makes them feel special is the is yeah. what's going to drive the next referral that is that is like the vehicle for you yeah. for your business your thank you gift can be anything it can be a part of your business that you give a service it can be financial it can be a gift it can be a coffee card anything that kind of goes oh because also at the end of the day like we're really grateful that people do refer us on exactly but we don't yeah. remind people That's... to refer us on <laughs> yeah that brings me on to the next point mm-hmm. so sending a pdf or you can just have it as a page on your hidden page on your website that yeah. you send uh, to a client always make sure that that there is text or copy that they can copy and paste that has the information they need to make it so much easier yeah. to make it so simple for them have the images they can download from you so that it's on a web page. They can click download. They've got an image. They can put it on their stories. Simple with the text over it. Perfect. The other thing that you want is be very, very clear on the T's and C's, but very clear on what they're going to get back from you. So make that so clear as well as your T's and C's. There needs to be a section of if you do this, yeah. then this happens, but only when the person has actually signed up. Because so many people go, oh, referrals come your way. Yeah, great. But that person needs to actually pay, yes. sign the contract before you release anything to them. Because Absolutely. again, we're, we're so nice that people will be like, thank you so much. Your referrals emailed me. Here's 150 quid. And then they don't no. sign up and you're down financially. Yeah. Yeah. So that really clear. Yeah. Top tip for folks listening on my Dubsado forms. When, they, when you sign up for an intensive, like you fill in your onboarding form, your intensive or your one-to-one or even the program. There's a very last line that says, we like showing people love. So if someone sent you my way, drop their name here so we can thank them. And that's when I know I can go back to that person and go, did you refer so-and-so? They've just signed up. 
I'd like to give you a little thank you gift. And so it's yes. now it's on every single one of my forms. It's like, basically, how did you come to me? Because that's mm. also a really, really good like data lead tracker for how people are coming to you. Absolutely. And also, yeah, tracking that information, you can then make decisions on if that person's referred to me X number of times, I can give them a nice little extra bonus. Or mm-hmm. if they've brought me in X number of sales, then, you know, it's, it works in so many ways that tracking that data so you can identify who is your basically your biggest cheerleader yeah you're going to want to keep them you're going to want to keep them so close (laughs) yeah and cultivate it because this is thing we get testimonials they're 2d pieces of text there is nothing better than someone having conversation with one of their work wifeys or friends online and going oh beth was amazing at systems and strategy like can't recommend her enough and also she's just so lovely and then that person's going that's a credible referral right there real live living human who's just sung your praises and so you go from like a cold lead who'd never heard of you to someone who's warm and all you need to do is close so they're literally coming in warm to hot when the technical Mm. terms of it and it's the easiest lead to get over the line because you've already proven your efficiency and abilities with someone else versus like oh they might find your instagram and stumble onto your website and then watch you for six months and la la la. the the conversion time for word of mouth is so much faster absolutely it's yeah it's well for an example actually my obm client i have now i was on a call with somebody else i had just had a chat talking about a business talking about my business what i do and I hadn't worked with her. Well, I haven't worked with her, this person I had a call with. And she referred me to this OBM who is now my, uh, this client who is now my client. So she's just, that she hasn't worked with me. Mm. She had a call. We talked about it. We talked about her business and all of this stuff. And from that, she obviously, you know, liked my energy. She liked what I had to say. Yeah. She had a conversation with her friend and said, you should really get in touch with Beth. And then that's it. I can't, that's so good. And I want to, I want to stay on that point for a minute because this is relationship building and this is the core of it. When we treat our people like humans and I always say, if you're quiet on discovery calls, if it's been a minute and let's say, you know, you want to keep it fresh. If you're in the first couple of years of your business and you've had a quiet season, get into some Facebook groups, do some coffee calls, do some market research calls, because not only is it kind of like refresh and dust off the discovery call muscle, but you never know from that conversation where it goes because it sows the seed of a relationship and whether they take you up on business now in the future or they say to someone else, oh, I just happened to come across a copywriter who I had a call with. I don't need them, but I loved her vibe. You're the first person they'll think of front of mind but that comes down to treat humans like humans, build connection, build relationships. Don't go straight in like everything has to be black or white sale, cold, hard calls. And when you just go a level deeper to see like, if I have no expectations of this call, would I jump on coffee calls with people this week? Yes, you would. Yeah. It's so good to do. So things like, great yeah. And even, love them. yeah. And even if like your sales call doesn't convert right then and there, you might get a referral from the sales call, which you did, which is just genius. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, I feel like it's the way to, it's it's getting back to basics in your business. It actually is just doing what you probably did in the first six months of your business, was yeah. trying to build a community, try and talk to people, try and engage, try and understand more. It's just doing that now because you, even though you're two, three years in business, whatever it is, you still need to do that. You still need a community. You still need to understand what people are feeling and what's happening in their business and take a genuine interest yeah. in what's happening in their business because you might not, like you said, you might not get referred, but you might then have somebody else that you can pass their way and then you might make money from that. Or, okay. you know, it's all kind of a... a beautiful network. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, because the two sides of my business with the virtual assistant agency, those are sort of like elite CEOs. And a lot of them are in the same kind of investment group areas and groups. And they're all like ethical. They're, They're incredible humans and disruptors and change makers. But they're a tight locked community. And that has been where most of my word of mouth has come from. But we sit here thinking, well, it's very like, um, it's not active. I can't engage them to be like, do you want to tell someone about us? So mm-hmm. I committed to doing a quarterly, like quick email to my clients. And I, and they've also like searched my contacts that are on my email database to be like friends of like the lifestyle mm-hmm. VA as well. And I will tell a story of the things that we've done without naming the clients to keep the confidentiality, like, um, cause we do lifestyle. So it's like, we've planned like a four part trip around Sicily for a client for helicopters over volcanoes to scuba diving under them and incredible things that we help our clients do. Yeah, I know. So cool. Um, and like planning the family, the global family to come in from four different locations around the world to make this family holiday happen, all sorts of incredible things. And I will then send an email to the client, the client list to say, oh, and by the way, these, like tell the story, you know, like romanticize the story, tell what you've been doing for your clients in a couple of sentences. And then be like, and also we have capacity for June. So if you're looking to have some virtual assistant in support in your business, come and have a chat. And obviously there's a bit of information and a call to action. So it just then... And I notice in the kind of days or weeks after, I'll get a slack from a client who said, oh, I just, I'm going to introduce you on email to someone in the network I think would, she was talking about. She's hectic. And I just thought of you. Ta-da. Done. Job done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can dial it up and we can dial it down, baby. As with yeah. all elements of our business. Yes. Amazing. And that was so easy. That's just one email that you already had a story. You had the context. You had everything there. It's just. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, what email can you send today to your the past clients that you like, not the ones that you fire because you don't want to work with anymore. Be very clear about segmenting that list. Um, <laughs> the, past, the past good clients, maybe the project clients, the ones that you have now, how can you email them today? Tell a story of what you've been doing that relates back to your business and possibly theirs and let them know you have capacity available for new clients if they'd like to refer someone on because also maybe you have a new referral scheme after listening to this podcast, you go create one. Then you do your email. Then you commit to doing your email every three months. Easy. Uh, yeah so simple I think that's it you just get the steps that the easy steps to take and you're already there yeah I think you so. change it and tweak it along the way yeah. but it's just getting something then done and that email it could just be an email that's it yeah absolutely I will take the storytelling bit about what we've done and I'll turn that into a LinkedIn post as well yes so like be smart oh golden absolutely. golden so many nuggets today <laughs> thank you so much for geeking out with me from all of the things this has definitely been a good part too <laughs> yeah, absolutely. love it so many gems. <laughs> thank you for being with us today and sharing all of your story i really appreciate you oh thank you so much i had a great time i could talk about this for hours love it Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful you hit play. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review, especially on Apple, and hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you love this and think someone else would too, then don't be shy, share it with them. Let's inspire even more women. And every month I'll be picking one lucky soul for a free coaching call. All you need to do is screenshot your review and DM it to me, or share your favorite episode to social media and tag me at MelDeBizCoach for a chance to win a free session. Head to the show notes for all the details, and I'll see you next time.